house in two days and it's all your fault. My, my fault. If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place, oh, yeah. Well, if you hadn't shown up in your stupid little cardboard spaceship and taken away everything that was important to me. Don't talk to me about importance because of you, the, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about? Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with a destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. <laughs> I alone have the information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. You are a Tully! <laughs> you are the real buzz like you're, you're an action figure. <laughs> you are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Oh, yeah, well, good riddance, you loony. Wow, I think I saw a vein pop out of your forehead. <laughs> Quoting that. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, well, you. <laughs> oh, so my gosh, it's so funny. If you guys do not know where that wonderful quote is from, that is from the original Toy Story. The first 19... Is it four or five? 1995 five. film Toy Story. 1995, man. A.D. Taking it, taking it back. Oh, my gosh. Well, welcome back to another episode of Bump That, episode 45. Thank you guys so much for clicking on today's video. 45. Yeah. If you guys have never heard of us before, we're uh, siblings. We've got Brian in this corner. What's up, everybody? We've got KT in this corner. I'm not so sure I am a toy. <laughs> and I'm Liliana, your host. Absolutely a toy. And we are siblings who love to nerd out and discuss all sorts of nerdy things and decided to share it all with you people. And here you are listening. So, welcome we've got a fun show for you guys tonight uh the chunk will be going over what are we doing again autumn themed <laughs> comedies so or this... dark comedies because somebody's never seen dark comedies. because iliana is a toy and only does childish things <laughs> you so are a child's plaything exactly so i chose just autumn themed comedies while brian and kt over there uh, stuck with the actual prompt of tonight, going with dark comedies. So that'll be the chunk for you guys later on in the, in the show. Uh, but we've got some news for you guys. It is starting with <laughs> Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo cast in the film adaptation of Wicked. There is a petition to keep James Corden out of the film by any means necessary. If you guys did not watch last week's video, leave this video real quick. Go watch that one and then come back to this one. But we specifically just talked about James Corden being another Ryan Reynolds. Uh, who was the other one? Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, where we can't freaking get him out of these films. He always seems to weasel his way back in. The problem is with James Corden is that he has not had one good, decent starring role in a film. Not one. At least the other guys that we talk about, you know, you, they actually have... What? Um, you you didn't like the hand in the emoji movie? The thumbs up or whatever he was? Uh, I, I don't... Was he a thumbs up or was he a face palm? Because I can't even remember. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I I think I need to sit down. Yeah, she couldn't stomach the thought of it. But or or you didn't like um the cat in Cats that he played. You didn't like that famous. Excuse role? me while I cough up the hairball that is that movie. <laughs> yeah. So James Corden, you are a fun person. You have a lovely personality. Please do not keep doing films. And now there's a petition. That's a big yikes. People are also fed up with him. I just had this yeah. whole... Wait, wait, really quick. I just had this whole mental image of while you were talking. Um, you said that he has a great personality. So I pictured Cusco going, yikes, yikes, yikes. And let me guess, you have a great personality. And it's his face afterwards. <laughs> oh, that's James Corden. <laughs> Oh, I see now. I just feel like his like his smiling face is slowly like just dripping down, like uh, uh, oh. dying inside, and you know his chubby cheeks. He's like one of those kind of guys that buttons his like polo shirt all the way to the very top, you know. Whereas like those kind of like his neck is kind of like sticking out the side yeah. a little bit, pouring out like some cake batter. Yeah, but okay, <laughs> that's kind of mean, but. Uh, Anyways, Cake Batter Boy well, already no, that, has okay. over... I, to not be mean, that's anybody who wears a buttoned-up collared shirt all the way to the top. Your neck is pouring out like cake batter. That is not a dig well, at him. Well, specifically polos. Yeah. You're wearing polos all the way to the top. This is weird. You're, I bet you... Uh, yeah, anyways. Anyways, so there's already <laughs> like a, over 500,000 signatures on this petition for uh, your boy James Corden to Gee, not whiz. be in the... To not be in the new Wicked movie, um, so I know there's a lot of fans, would, a lot of he, theater arts fans. The the Green Witch would he be the the enemy, the antagonist of this whole film, and it's oh, James no. Corden and all of his glory. Not. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be a woman, like. Uh, it's yeah, the main two parts in that film are women. Oh, give me a break. Uh, no, women need to have their place in the sun. Thank you. Again. Oh, Wow, and he's as such... a green as a notorious green witch, of course. Yes. So keep James Corden out of Wicked. If you are all for it, go sign that petition. <laughs> uh, I am not. If anything, he can bias. star in the movie. Uh, nice and polite. Is that a movie that you just made up? <laughs> I think so. It's the opposite of Wicked. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Good one. Wow. Nice. Or, like, decently be- well-behaved. We are quality entertainment. Well, okay, you know, that is a great segue into quality entertained of just... Uh, Eternal scrounges up a $70 million weekend. Good, if not spectacular numbers. Is $70 million really good for opening weekend for this movie? Is it? You know, it's it's a Marvel film, so it's that caliber. With Marvel films, you expect like, I mean, you gotta remember, think of Venom, which is not an MCU film that made ninety million dollars. Shang Chi did about eighty million. Black Widow did about eighty million. Now Eternals, it's not like uh, you know that's it's not like Batman or Spider Man where you know that superhero character. Nobody knows even one, unless you're a complete basement-dwelling nerd. You oh, know, man. all the characters of the Eternals, you know. Um, so, they're not, you know, a name-brand superhero character. 
but it's still Marvel and there's a lot of big name actors in it. Um, I know Katie, your girl, Angelina Jolie is in there. Um, Angelina. Um, my girl Selma Hayek is in there. Selma. Um, bunch, of, bunch of the Game of Thrones kids are in there. So, you know, it's not bad, but it's not, you know, it's not great either. You well, know. I, I wonder, you do? um, that was only in theaters, right? A theater, theatrical release only? Yes. Okay. So, yes. you know, give it three months or two months or whatever, and it's going to be on Disney Plus. Um, so it'll rack up some more money there, but I wonder how, like, d were the reviews of the movie good? Um, from what I've seen, it's like uh, critics' critics' views. Critics were split, and in fact, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the lowest rated Marvel film, even lower than um, uh, what's the Thor one, the second Thor movie, uh, Dark World. It's low. Mm. It's rated lower than Dark World. Um, and then the, and then the audience reviews are pretty low too. They're giving it like a B plus compared to like every Marvel movie's gotten at least an A, but wow. uh, this one's have you it's have you guys seen mixed. it yet? No, I, I haven't see. seen it either. I don't really have a desire to see it either. The commercials exactly, made it look exactly. That's the point. The commercials made it look exciting, but I also don't. You know, you don't know the characters unless you were a basement dweller, but. I just don't have like a drive to go see it. I would. I. I don't really care. And it does. And it does have uh, Chloe Zhao. She's the Oscar-winning director of Nomadland. She's the first uh, person of a you know person of color female woman to win a, a the best directing Oscar. M much deserved. Nomadland is a great film. Highly recommend it. Um, then here she is helming this big CGI hollywood blockbuster um but um yeah i don't know it's hmm. nobody's really just uh, leaping well even i haven't it. heard like any of my friends buzzing about it where i heard like you know everybody have you seen shang chi yet oh my gosh you know everybody was on a riot with that and i haven't heard anybody be like have you seen eternals whoa you know so not not anybody on social media has been raving about it, so I I feel like it's just gonna be a pass for me. You know what I'm saying? It's a no for me, dog. I'm sorry, it's a no nah for me. And speaking of, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see it eventually, but I mean it's another CGI festival, and those always don't do well with me. And so. bump that will be there for Brian's review of Eternals. Uh, but speaking of kind of, it's a not for me, dog, is live action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, uh, starting production with Rachel uh, Ziegler of, uh, of an upcoming West Side Story star. Why are there so many Snow White films? We literally have had uh, Mirror Mirror, Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, I feel like there was another one also, like I'm forgetting one. There, there's a show, uh, Once Upon a Time, on ABC that has uh, Snow White. Mm -hmm. so well, that like, show ended like a few years ago. Uh, check again. Oh, check breaking again. news. It's no. not. Okay, <laughs> let's check it out. It's not over. What? It is that over. Show is still are, you, going? are you high? No. no way. I'm checking it right now. Yeah. I Once saw, Upon a Time. I, I saw a commercial. Once for it. Upon a time oh man breaking news series 
series finale date. Date. Uh. Yeah, May 18th, 2018, bro. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know then why. Okay, well, Read it and weep, that's, sister. That's not so long ago. Yeah, it, that's still fairly saw, recent. I don't know why I saw that commercial recently. That show went on for a good while, actually. I'm it, surprised. It really did. I used to watch it in college. I remember. So Yeah, it was, it was a six or seven season show. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. another Snow White story. Why are we getting so many Snow White stories? Are, do people even care about Snow White as a character, honestly? Listen, like Disney is doing this. They're you know, raving about they're, Snow White. They're doing. I mean, they're remaking everything they've got. Everything they've got in the books, they're gonna remake it, package it, ship it out. You know, they it start. I mean, when did it start? Did it start with Alice in Wonderland? Was that the very first one? I and think that so. That one had two. Se- that had that had a sequel. You know, um, when did the Jungle Book one come out? It was after 2015, 16. Yeah, uh, I saw it with Fidel. Well, okay, and that so one like, was good. You had that one was good. You had that really old 90s, um, 101 Dalmatian. Yeah, there was that too. Yeah, so I feel like I don't know, maybe they that doesn't with... really does that that doesn't count though. It's not in like the was... recent years, but that is a, a remake yeah. of the film and live action. So now they've just been pumping all of these old films, making them into live action and it do people care? See, I think it care? I think it works if you mix it up like Maleficent. They redid that where the villain was the main character and that worked right. out really well. Uh, I didn't see the I didn't see the sequel, but the first movie I was super surprised at how yeah. enjoyable that so movie basically, was. So basically, it really good. It's gotta like change the narrative narrative a bit, like kind of like Corella did, where you're not following the, you know, uh, oh gosh, what's Pongo's uh, owner's name? Roger. Okay, well you're not following the dogs, you're not following the main guys, you're following the villain. So I feel like, what could Snow White do to be different well first i think it it doesn't need to be pandering i think a lot of the the remakes that have come out such as aladdin and even mulan they have just been really tone deaf with their audience um and they're very nostalgia bait yeah that's one thing yes and it's not working it's actually it makes their fans angry because Yes, you want that uh, nostalgia, but at the same time, we don't want to be pandered. We don't want um, to be like not not talked down to. That's not that's not the the phrase I'm trying to use. Um, if it ain't broke, it don't you know you know don't fix it. <laughs> if it ain't broke, then uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, you've got those classic movies. You've got Lion King, a classic, fan favorite. Everybody loves the film. Why did they feel like they had to go and make this new one that well, was horrible? And, and I don't really see a problem with making a remake. It's the approach. Um, because you, you've had remakes all through forever, really. Um, if we didn't have remakes, then we wouldn't have The Lord of the Rings, really. We would just have like the 1970s version, uh, animated version. Ah, oh, my favorite. I, I don't know if that counts. I mean, because that's an animated. Make a. Well, they did. I mean, made, still. They made the first live action version of the film of the books, so it's not that's, really a remake. 
still well actually no there there is a um it's it's some sort of european thing and it was like an acid trip oh i remember yeah i remember yeah. that being made but okay Whoa. so why aren't we getting that's in europe <laughs> so snow white's been done okay that's another thing to look at snow white has been done why aren't we getting pocahontas why aren't we getting hunchback of notre dame you know classic pocahontas is way too controversial, controversial. nobody wants see, to touch I that. that i disagree with it's that. it's true nobody wants to touch native american uh stuff I it's i i you know, feel like that would be quite a challenge uh and it would be a chance to actually get the culture correct right if anything i'm sure i i bet now would be the best time to come out and, and do a, vi a movie like that but given only if you make the white people the bad guys like well they are really the, well they are the bad guys as they should be it's well yeah clear that it's absolutely but clear that how can you sell guys. that how can you do if you're a disney movie and your main audience is mainstream regular america you know oh you're the bad guys i mean they did that you know they do that with dances with wolves. They did it with Avatar. How many much more ways can we say white people suck? Okay, well then let's throw you know? Pocahontas out of the mix just for controversial uh, status. So how about Hunchback? And then, of and then for a Hunchback, it's Hunt, it's Josh Gad has been attached. Josh Gad has been attached to Hunchback forever. Really? But again, oh yeah, he's supposed to have been Hunchback forever. But again, that's to do that you. Would you go because the animated version of Hunchback is completely different than from the original Victor Hugo story? It's well, a lot okay, more. You've, you've also got darker. Uh, the play, and the play is um, like the uh, theater has been critically acclaimed to be just amazing. So why couldn't they take you know that script or like that type of acting or whatever and transform it into a film? I don't know, and then there's gypsies in it, and people get weird when it comes to gypsies. No, it's, you know, what, you know, it would you know. be great is um, I would I would totally vote for Princess and the Frog. That, that would be fun. That would be fun. It would be and really, really uh, beautiful. Very. But it just came out though. P Princess and the Frog came out. Two thousand nine. So yeah, it's not even a classic yet. It's, it's barely so a classic. Well, okay. Why does it have to be a? Classic? It hasn't. It. Like, look, all those movies have at least two generations of audiences to watch. P Princess and the Frog, I love, I love Princess and the Frog. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's barely been around. It's still an insane. Well, infancy. okay, this will be a thing to get uh, newer audiences interested. The movie came out not too long ago, however, probably around that time because that was the last two D Disney movie animated. There wasn't a whole lot of people like latched onto it. That was when Disney films were in that weird era, you know. Mm. So, I think that'll get newer audiences interested in that film again to go watch the animated one because the live action is on its way out. So, I think that would be fun, and also to see like what actor they would, actress, actor, whatever you want to call that person, um, in that role, who would they get to play uh, Tiana and Naveen? I think that would so be really you, interesting to see. What do you think about this one? I've heard so many rumors, a lot of people, lots of different corners of the, the dark web and everything asking the for this web. the dark asking for this remake. To remake because this movie 
is uh, hit and miss. What the heck was that? Are you on your phone during no! the podcast? No! Anyway, anyway, okay, sure. But anyways, to remake this movie, which animated, it had... Finding it was, Nemo. No, Live it, action. It was one of those movies that it just didn't connect the way it should have, and that's uh, Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. If you did a live action Atlantis, kind of like the the mix of like um Treasure, no, what's the what's the movie with the the Jungle Cruise, like the Jungle Cruise, yeah. the Mummy, the Indiana Jones. If you did it live action that style Ooh, that movie. And you know when they're going know. down in like the caves or whatever, that whole like explosion scene and like the uh betrayal and everything that would be so fun to watch live action it would be a cgi festival absolutely i i'm okay i'm okay with cgi some people are against it just because it's like so in your face but if it's done well it can be really awesome like shang chi did it great so that would be fun or even um one treasure planet could be another one another uh film that flopped yeah those those two films they were i mean they had parts that worked and they had parts that didn't work so i'd i'd be interested to see how they they would do those live action yeah oh now that i'm thinking about it a really old live action disney film that came to life oh wait well no because the film came after or the animated film came after i was gonna say tarzan they Somebody they, just they made the, a. Uh, somebody Frazier. just made a. That's George of the Jungle Kid. Oh, you're right. Same character, basically. Good somebody Lord. just. Oh. I forget. I think it was Universal. Just made a a Tarzan movie. With like uh, a, Skarsgård, oh, what's his name? With uh, Mar Margot Robbie, she was uh, oh. Jane, and then Sam Jackson was. That's uh, another in that one. Movie She's too. starting to get too everywhere. She needs to be careful. She's turning into Tom Holland. <laughs> Princess Peach. What were we talking about? Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves becoming a new uh, live-action Disney That's film. Okay. So what do you guys think in the comments down below? Let us know. Are we, you know, just rambling too much, thinking too into this? Or All I'm saying, what I'm saying, when they do Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I want to reach out to my uh, small friends all across the world. They should be cast as the dwarves. Do not cast Your small regular. Across... No, I'm serious. All the our little friends across the world, people of a smaller stature, they should get a chance to act in that without um, having big name regular people steal those roles from them. Okay. I agree. I agree. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Anybody? Thank you. All right. Well, that ends our new seg segment. Excuse me. Um. This week is an interesting week. We have all failed you. We have all failed you. None of us have an individual segment prepared. Wah, wah, wah. However, KT, you have some information for us on a giveaway. Okay, so we are rapidly approaching December, and I think it's, what, December 11th is yep. 
Yes, December 11th of 2020 shall forever be etched into our memory because that is the day that Ileana and I released the very first episode of Released? That we posted. We wish the secret weapon! I I was going to say something that was very inappropriate, and I'm glad. I I still want to say it, but I'm not going to. That's too bad. We wish the secret weapon. We we produce. <laughs> she can't even. She's like we we. <laughs> we weast. No. Um. We finally. <laughs> she did it again. <laughs> we finally sat down our dumb old keisters after talking for so long about wanting to, you know, do a podcast. We've been. We were like, oh, you know, we should, we're on the phone talking, we should do a podcast, and this would be a great topic, we should do a podcast, oh, we should talk about that, and finally I said, we're gonna do it, let's do it, and we recorded the first Bump That podcast episode. Yes, such humble beginnings. So, we are giving a give. we are doing a giveaway, um... I haven't, uh, I, this is where I falter because my, I've just been so incredibly busy up to my eyeballs. Um, but when I, I'll, I'll have more details for you next week, but basically all you have to do is be subscribed. Um, maybe, uh, leave a comment in our, in our more recent videos, maybe like the last five videos or, um, maybe, uh, any comment from, <clears throat> video number 41 to 50 or or whatever going up to December 11th leave a comment in any of those videos I'll write your name down draw your name from a hat and boom you will get a fabulous prize that each of each one of us will produce so you'll actually get a three in one prize wow yes 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 um I'm giving away a plushie uh and I've, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love plushies. They're all over my, my room here. And Ileana and Brian are going to um, give away something as well. Ileana over here is going to be making some limited edition bump that only stickers. So Complete that, with Timmy Tantrum. So maybe. that'll be no. uh, my contribution to the giveaway box set. Brian is to be determined, I'm pretty sure. Right, Brian? Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be a surprise, you know. Oh, so it's going to be good. So Tantalizing. Oh, tantalizing goodies. So please leave a comment down in one of our most recent videos so you can be added to the drawing of this giveaway. It is going to be one you won't want to miss. That that and or um, if you are one of the many people that comment on my uh, polls that I put out sometimes, I'll probably be putting out a poll next week. Leave a comment on my poll. And uh, I'll put your name into the hat as well. And that poll will be on uh, KT's Facebook. Yes, I'm friends with most of our listeners. <laughs> Hi, Mom! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish the secret weapon! So, that is yeah. a bump that giveaway. You guys won't want to miss that, so uh, 
be looking forward to that in the future. But we also don't have our individual segments today, so we are going to go ahead and go into the Wait, chuck. Wait, did you want me to talk about oh. Animal Crossing? Or no? Did you want to save that? Uh, we could probably save it for Joanna. <gasps> I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the chunk, yeah, the chunk, Ileana, tell us about the how chunk chunk we are. zone. How chunky are we? All right, so like we said earlier, we're going to be doing the best autumn-themed comedies. Brian, uh, that is what I'm doing. <laughs> Brian and Katie over there have uh, dark comedies to be discussing, so we're just gonna go ahead and list down a few of them, why we like them, why they're good for the reasons that I stated. Why and you should watch them. Well, yeah, why you should give yeah. them a little looky look? Don't watch that Transformers junk. Watch some of these fun, better movies. Yeah. Am Alrighty, I right? well, uh, Am I right or what? Yeah, you're so right. Thank you. Alright, KT, since you never really get to go first, we're going to let you go first, middle child. Alright, so I'm actually going to start with my top pick. Okay. Um, usually I start from the bottom and go to the top, but no, I'm going to start with my top pick. And this is a series on Netflix. I'm going to go with BoJack. Oh, we could have done Horseman. series? Oh, shoot. Damn. Yeah, I thought we were doing I'm, films. I'm going to go. Well, it's whatever. It's. No, Dang it's it, fine. None of us it's followed fine. the prompts. <laughs> no. All right, so. BoJack, no, it's fine. It's fine. Freaking BoJack Horseman. Dude, that's such a good pick, bro. Such a good pick. Yes. So I'm so I, jelly right I now. Started, I started watching it because. I, I just had heard a lot about you it. You just I really thought, like horses. No, I really <laughs> I, I really don't, actually. But anyway, um, I had seen a lot about BoJack Horseman and how it was not what it appeared to be. Um, it, it wasn't like a family guy or American Dad or Squidbillies even. It was, um, it was something a little bit deeper. And I thought, okay, well, what could this possibly be? And the first few episodes of BoJack Horseman, you know, it just establishes everything. But then, all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, this show gets extremely real and extremely serious and extremely relatable. And uh, it's it maybe a little too relatable. And it's, it is very dark. Um, in a way that it just it makes you think it makes you ponder about your own psyche and um, you know the psyche of others what are they going through um, but anyway about the show it's about a, a 90s actor named Bojack Horseman who's basically coasting on his own fame um, but he's not really doing anything he wants to land a job in, in season one he wants to get a job as uh, playing secretariat in a secretariat movie um, and so it's about that. And Side note, Secretariat was a famous racehorse in the 60s and 70s. Yes, and so he's trying to um, get that role, and, and but he keeps sabotaging his own life. Um, and there's just a lot that goes into it. And, so, and it just gets better and better every season. Um, it is so easy to binge watch and go down this vortex of just self-destruction and watching them rebuild and just hoping and just hoping that he can just redeem himself and these other people can redeem themselves and find some joy and happiness. And when they do, you celebrate with them. 
until they tank it again. And it's like, good gosh, it, this this never-ending spiral. And it has a bittersweet ending. Um, very, very bittersweet. But um, check it out, BoJack Horseman. Even though it's animated, it is not for children. Not for children, emphasizing that. Um, but wow. but it is also ridiculously funny. Like it is really funny. super <laughs> funny though. But it has it has levels of like such like dripping darkness comedy, like taken out of your own life and put on the screen. But it's with animals doing lots of weird animal stuff sometimes. Like birds will just fly in and out, you know, because that's yeah. what birds do, <laughs> you know. Um, or they'll, so, yeah. they'll run into a window. They'll just fly into a window and go, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, or there's a character who's a dog, and if you give him a ball, he'll just, you know, be like, ball, you know. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite, um, like, the funniest scenes is when Princess Carolyn, who's a cat, and Bojack's um, agent, she's also uh, an agent for the dog named Mr. Peanut Butter, and Mr. Peanut Butter is sort of loafing around, and and Princess Carolyn says, "Mr. Peanut Butter, I got you a job doing such and such." And he's like, "Oh, Princess Carolyn, it's so good to see you." But oh, he's a yellow lab, so he's really excited. Princess Carolyn, it's so good to see you, but I really don't feel like doing that right now. And she makes it sound like the job is like a ball, and it gets him really excited. And she's like. Go get it! Go get it, Mr. Peanut Butter! And he just gets really excited and his oh. tail starts wagging and he's like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> And then he like jumps in the water, his back pool his pool in the backyard and starts swimming and he shakes off and he's like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> And it's just it's really silly. It's not as you have to actually see it to get it, but whatever. It's hilarious. Take my word for it. Bojack. No, it's it's great. I feel like a lot of those storylines come like directly out of people's lives truly it deals with like mental illness uh depression you know uh drugs things like that and it it takes uh, like there's parts of it that are really serious but it's also done in a way that's like there's there's a posititivity and a hope about it that you can get through this dark time just like real life just like real life so good it, it gets really real and really relatable so that's my pick. But like like Brian said, it is extremely funny as well. Laugh out loud. And funny, that's why it makes sure. it a dark comedy. Yes. Yes. All right, Brian, what's yours? Okay, for me, um, this movie is a really fun movie. And it's funny because I remember my mom and I, maybe Katie was awake or she fell asleep. But we all, we watched this, we went to a, back at this thing called a video store where you rented what? videos blockbuster yeah. it wasn't even it wasn't even a blockbuster it was just a regular video. <laughs> not even one of those um gosh probably a starbucks now or something but um it, <laughs> not name brand <laughs> anyways um we watched this movie had no idea where it came from it's from it's from ireland of all places oh my God. but it's this really dark comedy um it's just so weird, and it's Waking Ned Divine. That's a great pick. That is obscure for people. It, sure. Oh, it is. It, I don't know if I would call it a dark comedy, but I, it I mean, is. It, someone I dies, so I mean, it's... Well, so. Spoiler! <laughs> Anyways, listen to me. It's literally the whole plot! <laughs> it is such a funny movie. I'm not going to tell you the whole plot, 
just to say that rent it, find it. It's streaming someplace. I don't know, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's super funny. It's laugh out loud funny. Um, it's set in Ireland, so there's a lot of drinking, a lot of cavorting. Um, it's PG. It's one of those movies that is barely PG, but it gets away <laughs> with it in so many spots. But it's a really dark comedy about these two Irish guys that uh, fake a man's death and try to win the lottery. It's hilarious. It's so good. But it's not your normal, typical comedy. Check it out. Waking Ned Divine. Awesome. All right. That was a pretty, that's a obscure film. I remember watching that with you guys when I was so young having no idea what the heck was going on <laughs> all right um i guess i'll go ahead and have my turn my first pick and as the top of my list is going to be dan in real life you know i was going to say that and then i thought no no oh and i'm gonna say it dan in real life <laughs> <laughs> I this, this movie is actually in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It is hilarious. It was a, um, a Steve Carell movie. Um, and you know how most of his movies go. They're funny. They're lighthearted and somewhat serious at times. And it, it is just a family fun film. Uh, kind of fall themed, like I would say. It's uh, in Maine, filmed in Maine. So it, it kind of has like that fall cold feeling that you feel like you just see a warm blanket and a fireplace to sit up next to and just kind of laugh and giggle um also has oh gosh what's her name uh uh ruthie pigface draper who's ruthie <laughs> i forgot her Draper. her actress right now um Oh my I, I actually I actually don't know who that is. I just uh, know she's, her as, a, she's a famous actress. Um, I just know her as Ruthie the pig face. I don't want to go out with the, Ruthie the pig, the pig face. face. The pig face. Uh, it is hilarious that film. Um, oh my gosh, what what is her name though? I cannot remember. Who who are we talking about? Ruthie Pigface Draper. Who is the actress? I don't know who that is. In um, Dan in Real Life. You mean the main lady? No, not the main lady. Emily Blunt. It's Emily Blunt. You know, I see Emily Blunt's name and face everywhere. I don't know anything that she's in. <laughs> well, she now just, you know. You know. Has, she has this generic face. That... <coughs> oh, anyway. don't say that. Emily Blunt is awesome. She's beautiful so and she's awesome. She is a really I great didn't actress. I not say anything about her. You said she has a generic face. She That's has a like pig so face. Mean. That's the whole joke. Oh. She's Ruthie Pig Face Draper. <laughs> I've only All you're right. talking about Dan in real life. I've only seen it one time. Yeah. So. <gasps> oh my gosh, you, I I could watch that every single year. Um, it's just a funny movie. You've got. No, it's a great movie though. Great. So, uh, the movie starts out with you've got Dan. He is a writer and he writes for like newspaper columns um, on like being a single dad pretty much and raising his daughters. He's got three daughters. One is in high school learning how to drive. Another one is a probably early high school um, and then an elementary schooler. And they're going on a road trip to visit Dan's family. Well, Dan's wife has recently passed away and um, well, not so recently, recently enough where there's still grief. But now his family is wanting him to move on and, you know, maybe go find li uh, love again and, uh, you know, give his daughters a new mom kind of deal. And so 
Dan just doesn't really want to deal with this. He's kind of like the runt of his family where everybody else is going on with their lives and their families and everybody's happy. And he's just kind of like, uh, you know, carrying on. And uh, he meets a woman in a bookstore. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I would love for you all to go watch the film and what happens to the woman in the bookstore and why she becomes part of this uh, this narrative. And it is just such a funny film. Um, Dan Cook is in it when he was still funny. And Dane. Dane, whatever. Dane Cook, whenever he was less controversial. Um, it's like, Dan Cook? Who's this guy? <laughs> whatever. Um no, so go give that one a watch. It's definitely for this time of year. So, when when I first saw it, I actually didn't really like it because, uh, and this goes into the dark factor. Everything that happens to Dan, it it has a sort of trope that I never really liked, where everybody is just so it's they're provoking him. They're um, all so mean to him. They really are, and it's like there's. Why is this happening? Well, it's just like, you know, a, a bad struck of luck. You know, they the whole family's upstairs in the nice warm cabin area type of thing house. And Dan gets put in the basement with like the, the washing machine yeah. that's like shaking uncontrollably. And he's like sitting there, you know, not wanting to do. And his family just, you know, picks on him a bit. You're like, what? The poor guy. So you want him to catch a break. You want him to receive some good luck. And you think he's going to with the woman in the bookstore. And then the thing happens and you're like, oh, of course this would happen to Dan, you know? Mm -hmm. So go poor check that one out. Dan in real life. KT, what you, you got? poor ugly thing, you. <laughs> okay. Um, I have just two more. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one... <sighs> I'm going to go with my last pick. This is right. my least pick. Um, and it's more so because it's less of a comedy and more of just a dark film. But I think it qualifies uh, because it's a Tarantino film. You know it's got comedy. I'm going to go with <gasps> Kill Bill. Yes. Um, I... My... my um. What is it? I can't think today. What is something that you like, but it's a bad thing? Um, Temptation. No, no. It's, Sin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's a, um, anyway. Yes, I'd like a bowl of sin, please. <laughs> no, there's there's a phrase that I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of it. It's like I'm trying to be smarter to something, but I realize, I remember that I'm not. And then anyway, we're over so, here like, yeah. Stop while you're ahead. Um, so, Kill Bill, I love this movie. If ever I need a movie to, like, really get invigorated, then I'll throw on Kill Bill's Volume 1 and 2. Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, but I'm going to talk about just the first one. The first um, fight in that film with the lady uh, with her daughter getting off the school yes. bus. Oh! Dang, don't spoil the movie. It's literally it's the right very the first like section of the film. Yeah, it's the second scene of the film. Oh, it is intense. Oh, my goodness. It is awesome, though. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it has these moments where it is just absolutely silly. Um, for example, um, Uma Thurman is playing the bride. And um, she's, you know, they're doing, they're swapping these uh, martial arts moves. They're, they're just like... 
like doing doing moves to Im- intimidate one another and um all she does is squishes her ponytail back and forth <laughs> um oh and uh, the the blood the like oh, coming yeah, out and- it's like gushing like a freaking fire hydrant yeah and it's it's supposed to be ridiculous like not realistic in the slightest bit um just over dramatic um and there there's a a weird um pleasure <laughs> that comes from that like oh my gosh like this is this is funny but why is it funny um and so people the, are dying yeah you like sick a lot, freak yeah a lot a lot of people are dying in this so um or when um I, f- I find this scene funny. I don't know why, because I guess I'm sadistic as well. Um, so, when the bride wakes up from a coma, um, there is a male nurse that she sees. Oh, man, listen, but kids are... Wait, hold on. Kids no, are about no, to listen no, to this episode. Stop, stop, stop. I know. Goodness. So, she wakes up, and she's really confused. And so, she basically beats up the guy. I'm not going to say how, but she beats up the guy and puts his head, like, in between doors a door and and where it closes she's like where's bill this is so violent yeah but he's like i'm scared he said please stop hurting me (laughs) (laughs) and and, um it's i i don't know why i find that very funny because she's looking for answers but she keeps slamming this door into this guy's head like Uh, why are you doing that if you want it hurts my head please stop hurting me (laughs) yeah so (laughs) um so and and there's a lot of there's a lot of funny things in the in the film, but it is by no means a a lighthearted film. Nor is it family friendly in the slightest. No, 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 no. Um, but Kill Bill, I, dang it, I love it. I can't help it. Good, good film. I watched that in high school. Um, I I finished up testing, and so we just had a few days left of school, and I had my laptop with me. I'm like. Well, we're not doing anything, and those other people are, are doing stuff. Like I'm just sitting here, so I pull out my laptop and I started watching Kill Bill in class. <laughs> yeah, girl, dang. <laughs> All right, Brian, what you got for us? Okay, uh, my comedy. This is one of my favorite films of all time. Definitely a top twenty-five favorite film, uh, and it's from the Coen Brothers. And the Coen Brothers. Um, they excel at dark comedy. If you look at all their films that they've done, Fargo, uh, Raising Arizona, um, uh, Burn After Reading, a lot of those films deal with a lot of dark comedy. Intolerable Cruelty, you could throw that up in there too. Um, but oh the one film that I, <laughs> one film that I really like from them, because um, it it deals with a lot of religious stuff too, religious themes. Um, especially the story, the book of Job in the Bible. The movie is called A Serious Man. It's not a well-known film. Um, very few people know about it, but it's one of their top films that they that the Coen brothers have done. Pretty much it stars uh, Michael Stuhlbarg, who's uh, just one of our great character actors, as um, a professor, a physics professor in Minnesota, Um and he's just going through a really rough time in his life. Uh, his wife wants to leave him. He's uh, about to get tenure at the university, but a student is trying to uh, get him to give him a good grade in exchange for money, and he's trying to deal with that. 
his son is swearing and his daughter is swearing and smoking and all these horrible things are going on in his life and everything and he's just trying to deal with it all and he questions god throughout the whole thing like why is this happening to me why are just like job did why is i've been good i've done all these things i followed your rules and laws blah 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 and all these horrible things are happening to me and such and the coen brothers do deal with it in such a a, a funny way but it's just one of those things that this is life and you can either laugh at it or even when it gets ridiculous and dark and that's and that's the beauty of dark comedy is that when things that you normally don't laugh at the way sometimes you just have to that's like the only response you can give so if you ever want to see like a a wonderfully acted dark comedy um it's streaming every now and then on netflix uh a serious man with michael stolberg absolutely wonderful film I highly, highly recommend it. You will not regret it. Um, with Intolerable Cruelty, one of my favorite lines from that movie is when they're at a restaurant and the nerd guy with George Clooney says to the waitress, I'll have a green salad. And the waitress <laughs> looks at him and says, what the heck kind of color would it be? <laughs> She's just so Magenta. Except that's not the word that she uses. <laughs> and she's like a typical Flo at a diner, you know? Yeah. yeah. Excuse uh. me, Flo? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Be? Yes. All right. I suppose it's my turn for my next film. And I'll just do uh, two more as well. So I'll just do this one and one other one. Um, my next pick is going to also be at the bottom of my list, but not... A horrible movie it is a great movie that is why i'm suggesting it to you all and that is fantastic mr fox oh nice wes anderson film a classic 2009 amazing cast you've got george clooney you've got meryl streep you have wes anderson himself and uh my my least favorite but i would say he's okay but i can't stand this man bill murray <clears throat> I just, I don't like him. Hey, that's my dad. I just don't like Bill Murray. Ever since watching Os Osmosis Jones, I have just always disliked him. Which has basically been all my life, because I watched that when I was very young. So, he's in it too, and I guess he can be in it. He's fine, whatever. But this film is wonderful. It is uh, stop motion um, animation, and it is just a delight. Literally, the best defini definition I can give it is it is the color orange. <laughs> the whole yes. film just feels very orange. I mean, you've got... Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Look at this little sister. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got your fox orange color, and the whole film just screams orange, which whenever you think of fall, you think of the color orange, so it's just the perfect film to watch during that time. Um... But you're following the story of this fox who's been living a pretty, you know, okay life. But then decides he's going to go start stealing from this farmer. And then, you know, Havoc with his wife who's telling him, no, you gotta stop doing this. And then, you know, other companions of his saying either you gotta stop this or start to join him. And the whole riot ensues with that. And it is just a delightful film to watch. It's a family film so anyone can watch it. Um throw it on your TV, sit with a nice apple cider, and enjoy Fantastic Mr. Fox. Nice. 
All right, KT, you've got your last one. I got my last one. All right, this is a little bit of an oldie. It came out in 1999. Um, this, this movie, I, I saw this movie at the right time in my life. I don't know why. I guess any time is the right time to watch this movie. I'm going to go with Office Space. Ooh, office Space. Good one. Yes, good one. I love Office Space. Um, that's my red stapler. I'm going to burn the building down. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, so Office Space <laughs> is about uh, a guy named Peter who's played by Ron Livingston who is working at this dead-end job. He hates this job. He hates his car. He hates his apartment. He is just not happy at all. Everything in his life is mediocre. His boss is a... I, I was going to use a word, but I don't know if it's appropriate for this channel. A, a, a cupcake. He's a, he's a booty. He's a, he's a real wiener. Um... He's a real wiener to Peter, and so Peter, right. um, Peter's girlfriend, right. Peter's girlfriend at the time uh, says, "Okay, well we're going to go um, get uh, get you hypnotized. We're gonna see if hypnosis works on you." And so while he's being hypnotized into like this euphoric state, the the hypnotist suffers a heart attack and dies. And so I now, forgot that. <laughs> so now Peter is just left in this euphoric state while all this pandemonium is going on. And he's just like, you know what? I'm not going to go into work today. I'm not going to go tomorrow either. No, I'm, I'm just not going to go back. I'm just not. And so, um, but he does, he, excuse me. Oh my gosh. My voice is caught. Uh, <laughs> he does eventually go back to work. But he also meets meets um, oh my god Jennifer Aniston's character at a at a restaurant. Oh, he also broke up with his his girlfriend because she was awful to him. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, so he goes to this restaurant that's like a beef O'Brady's, and Jennifer Aniston is there, and they start dating, and it's just about office life, like working in an office. He, but everything starts to go up from there. Um, now it eventually, and I know I'm, there's there's a lot to this film. Eventually, it gets to a point where um, Ron Livingston, Peter Peter, and two other guys steal money from the company because they just want to they just want to steal money. But just they were intending on stealing just pennies on the dollar, fractions of pennies on the dollar, and just having it add up over the years. But they did the math wrong. They put the decimal. They put a decimal in the wrong place, and now suddenly they have millions of dollars in their bank account. And so now they're freaking out, like, "What's going to happen? What are we doing? What? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" And and I'll just leave it at that. Such a funny movie, really dark uh, in some ways, because I think in in some ways we can also relate to that. Where you know we work at a dead end job, we're wondering, is there anything more? Than, than just going to work and, and paying our bills and having a loud neighbor with a mullet, you know. <laughs> um, so I would say Office Space is my last pick. It is a good film, and it was, uh, what was it? Um, it was always on TV on one specific channel. Like Comedy Central. 
forever. I feel like or I TB- o- or TBS, yeah, something TBS. Like that. I feel yeah. like I always saw it just like scrolling through. I'd be like, oh, there's Office Space again, and then you would like turn it on, and you yeah. were like in the middle of the film, and you're like, oh yeah, haha, <laughs> and then you'd keep going on. <laughs> and and it is a movie that has a lot of quotable lines, like. Yeah, hi. I'm going to need you to come into work on Saturday. And it's so relatable. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's had to be like, yeah. sure, I'll do um, that for you. Have, you. have you turned in those TPS reports? Yeah, we're going to need you to do that. Did you get the memo? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right, Brian, what's your last film? Okay, uh, I just want to give a shout out to a few uh, special mentions really quick. Observe and Report with Seth Rogen. Check it out. It's <laughs> as dark as it gets. Um, not, in, not Bruges, uh, in Bruges with uh, Ileana's friend Colin Farrell. It's a really dark movie, but super funny too. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, the Big yeah. Lebowski, another Cohen movie. Really great. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Um, it's just a great dark, but it's also an action movie too, technically. So, um, but for my final pick though, this movie is kind of the antithesis of office space. It's funny that Katie mentions this. This movie is way on the other side of office space. It is a dark comedy, but not in the way that you would think of it as a comedy. It's just, I, it's hard to explain. And, but if you've never seen The Wolf of Wall Street, it oh, is wow. such a funny film. Completely beginning to end, but it is a dark comedy because the main character is a total <sighs> butthead. No, butthead. That's the only way. I I mean, I would say the other word, but that's oh. I can't say it because this is a kid's show. But he is because he's not a good guy. He is an anti-hero. He's selfish. He's a womanizing, drug-using, you know, greedy uh, American guy that you know just only looks out for number one. Um, pretty much the story of uh, Jordan Belfort, this uh, guy who you know grew up on the stock market on Wall Street and ended up accumulating uh billions of dollars and pretty much losing it all you know just this wild uh, story directed by the master martin scorsese just does an incredible job it is such a hilarious movie come beautifully acted by leonardo dicaprio it's one of those films where you realize this kid is not just jack on the side of the boat sinking into the water he is a legit actor he can act he acts his guts out in this movie such amazing physical comedy um but it is dark comedy there's a lot of really messed up poop that happens in this movie (laughs) (laughs) so um that that would be the one if you it's long but it's such a good entertaining time I mean, I think it's just about three hours, but you you won't have a better time watching a movie. It is F words galore, drugs galore. Um, not out of probably all the movies we talked about today, dark comedies are usually not movies for kids, other than the ones that Ileana said. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so of all the movies I think we've mentioned today, dark comedies, this is the one you do not let your children see at all, period. Because it is so bad. It is so bad that it's just bad. But it's also good. So good. Wolf of Wall Street. I did not like that movie. It's because you're a good person at heart. That's why. I, I guess so, because I just can't, I couldn't stand his character. I was like, wow, exactly. That's the part of it, because you look at that character and you're like, oh my, this guy is scum. He's a scum dude. But it's, but it's, to me, it's entertaining because that's, that's watching the villain, the hero win and then lose. Wah, wah. Can I mention my, my special mentions real quick? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so so my my special mentions, um, kick butt. Except it's not kick butt; it's something else. You know, I don't know. If uh huh. Know we we know. Yeah. Um, we know. This one, this one kick the donkey. Also, yeah, this one is also a TV show, not for kids. Shameless, um, not for kids. And uh, Django Unchained. I love Django. Unchained. Oh, another Leonardo. Yeah, and, and another Tarantino film. Yeah. Um, I love Django Unchained. Okay, those are my special mentions. Well, it's, it's funny because the Coen brothers, Tarantino, Scorsese, they're all in that kind of same boat of like where they take like real life and things that happen in real life that they're funny, you know, but they're it's like they're unfortunate circumstances, yeah. but you can't help but laugh. You know, there there was one that I forgot, and I'll just throw it out. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I can't stand watching that movie. <laughs> I how that's is the, I would put that as a dark comedy. I I put that as a slapstick, definitely. That that movie it has, it has dark elements. In it it yeah. frustrates me to no end because like the whole light thing when he's trying to figure out the lights with like the sun and ah uh, it's the back and forth the mom or his wife or whatever it's so just annoying i'm like this gives me anxiety like it's over there you know you just want to start screaming <laughs> yeah and but I, you feel like the neighbors watching me. that movie just <laughs> 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 uh i don't know yeah, if anybody else feels that way I, no i i think uh that's exactly why i i feel like it's a dark comedy because it's just aggravating and it is so annoying and then well, the brother not, not comes annoying. in it's just aggravating it's like oh give me a break. oh no that's cousin eddie it's not the brother oh yeah okay his cousin it... get him out of here oh no all right Ileana, what's your last pick all right my last pick is for kids for sure and fun for the whole family one that we what would love, we do without you <laughs> one that we love here so much on bump that is matilda a dark comedy no i'm not doing dark comedies oh that's right she's doing <laughs> autumn theme movies because she that doesn't are also do dark. <laughs> because i'm a literal toy i am a toy oh so my honorable mentions actually are coco Disney's Coco, or Pixar's Coco, uh, While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock, and You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Which, I was going to almost say You've Got Mail instead of Matilda, but Matilda is more family-friendly. Uh, than... Those are really good autumn-themed, you know, November 
October films, though. Yeah. Very so nice. Matilda's more that are like... non that are non Halloween. So yes. Right. Right. Um, Coco could be kind of close, but it's more it's Dia de, Dia de los Muertos. But I mean, people still look at it as like, ooh, the Halloween spooky theme because it's got skeletons and whatever. Muerto. Muerto. So uh, mine is going to be Matilda, and that's more towards the beginning of fall, right when the school season starts. So some school seasons start in September. Um, fall is around that time as well. So that is just a lovely film for the whole family to watch. You're starting off with this little girl who is in this family who doesn't really care about her. They only care about themselves, pretty much. And they are selfish, and this little girl is just, you know, too smart for this family. They want to sit in front of a TV and eat yucky TV. Oh, that food that they're eating, that, like, TV dinner, looked disgusting. Let me just tell you. Um, and watch cuisine. <laughs> and Matilda's, you know... Not a sponsor. <laughs> She's too smart for that, and she wants her family to finally, you know, look at her, or maybe not even her family, just anybody, um, and feel important. So she goes. Can we get some goddamn pancakes in here, please? <laughs> so she goes and asks if she can go to school. Uh, four then. <laughs> no, she says five then. Oh yeah, six and a half. I turned six and a half. Uh, what did she say? I can't remember what the line is. But Katie and I love that movie that we we quoted all the time. I think all of us quote it all the time. But um, <laughs> she finally gets to go to school, public school, and meet friends. But she also has a superpower. She can move things with her mind. MCU hey, spoiler. Oh, it's, my gosh. Literally, Are that movie came out me? so long ago, Brian. Dang it, dude. Oh, my gosh. And then you have the lovely uh, Miss Honey. Miss Honey, Miss Honey, who is her school teacher, who is just a, a, a ray of sunshine in Matilda's life, and they bond together to get away from the evil Miss Trunchbull, the principal. Ah! Ah! <laughs> um, Sell me a lemon. Oh, that so that movie is hysterical. You will be laughing. It is fun for the whole family. Uh, little children will love it. We love it at our adult age. So go check out Matilda if you haven't already. And that concludes our mishmash of dark comedies and fall-themed films. Wait, we, we were go... talking about comedies? Wait, we go from, uh, you know, the darkest, most grittiest, vile movies, comedies, to something that's so sweet and happy da -da 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 -da. and cheerful. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have, you've got Kill Bill in this list somehow, and you've also got Matilda in this list somehow. I mean, when the kid is eating the chocolate cake, that could be considered torture on some level. <laughs> My mom's is better. The kid is like, the kid is like dying in his seat, just stuffing himself till he's about or to. Or even, like... uh, <laughs> even the little girls who are afraid, everybody's afraid of Miss Trunchbull, but the little girl who's like, Yes, Miss Trunchbull. Are you a pig, Amanda? No. And then chucks her out. Of... And then she goes into the chokey. And if you look at the chokey, that's a torture room right there. That's Literally. straight. Dark that's comedy That's Tarantino, right there. bro. That is legit, Dark comedy. Man. It's made it on the list. At least I had one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
in that and then oh wait wait oh, oh, in oh, fact oh. in fact if you think about it there's like child abuse going on Are you because the trunch the trunch no the oh. trunch bowl takes miss honey and you know she was like like you can't grab my arm like that anymore miss you know uh, auntie aunt, what's her aunt, name aunt Trunchbull. yeah no what's her name aunt agatha you know yeah, but she didn't and everybody's like oh shoot <laughs> You know, like, dang, Agatha used to beat Miss Honey when she was a kid. And oh, used... what was her, what was her dad's name? And did um, Magnus. Magnus. And so uh, Matilda plays a prank on Miss Trunchbull and pretends to be. Yeah, you know but that whole thing. Well, even you okay, know, so you... you know that when Agatha came into the home, now that she she possibly we don't know for sure she murdered magnus mm -hmm. and then when magnus was gone she saw miss honey and was like oh <laughs> this kid is toast and then she tortured that little kid for years until she finally left the house man that's some messed up there's also like horse pucky right there okay oh, let me tell you there's also like psychological things like yeah hey, lady where were you the tr the principal kept us for hours after school because some boy ate some chocolate cake that's the biggest lie i ever heard <laughs> no uh oh uh, what's the line that we always quote katie look miss snit <laughs> what's the one where he's like no the one where he goes uh get up <laughs> are you being smart with me because if you're being smart with me Oh, what did he say? Punished. Yeah, you're gonna be punished. Wait, punished what is punished he? For being smart? Get up! Smart, no, for being a oh. smart aleck. When a person is bad, that person needs to be punished. Person? Wait. Get, get up! up. <laughs> Wait, tell me this. <laughs> what? We having a jacuzzi party in here or something? <laughs> what is it? Hot tub party? Get the heck out of my house! <laughs> I sleep away selling cars all day, and I come to find a. Um, Swimsuit salesman? No, 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 a, a party of strippers. <laughs> oh my gosh. You don't let me talk to anyone, Harry. I'm in a cage, Harry. I'm in a cage. Yeah, no, this legit, this might be the darkest movie of the fall. There's domestic abuse. I got it, I got it, I got it. School that abuse. Same, that same, that same scene. Um, Dad, what? Yell at me! Shut up and leave us alone! <laughs> Yell at me again! She's literally asking for it! Yell at me again! Yell at you! I'm gonna go in there and pound your miserable hide! What do I gotta do to get a little respect around <laughs> Oh wait, my... Oh wait, and then they leave a child in a burning hot car, okay? <laughs> we all know what happens when you leave children in vehicles out in the sun! This is the darkest. I, you know it's what? I think I found the title movie. for this episode. <laughs> the kid, the kid is already like hyperventilating, shaking the rattle at the baby because he's about to be toast. He's dehydrating. <laughs> she tortured that, that boy. Scene. Have a marshmallow, dip face. Dip face. Wow, we've really unpacked Matilda to its core. <laughs> you. Go to your room right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Moby, what? <laughs> this is trash. It's not mine. It's a library book. I'm fed up with all wait. this reading. <laughs> wait. 
No, this is it. This proves that this movie is a filthy cesspool getting sticky with Mick. <laughs> like knowledge that we're pulling out of our butts here from matilda bro dolls didn't even come up with that bro dang it's all danny devito the king of dark comedy we we should have known yeah no iliana you got it right that movie is legit (laughs) dark man i got it right i am the winner here (laughs) wow child abuse negligence wow murder theft uh, identity theft stalking the guys outside the boat salesman stalking yeah Yeah. oh man and and the last one you know what happens to uh, little kids that don't have parents right they end up in an orphanage with huge cockroaches (laughs) That's that's what they say when they're investigating the garage and Matilda's in there. She's like, I hope you have a search warrant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I We've really nailed it, haven't we, guys? Yes, indeed. And with that, that concludes episode 45 of Bump That with concluding Matilda is the darkest film ever made. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, If you guys enjoyed it, please leave a like. Uh, Thumbs down are going away, apparently, so it's not going to make any difference if you thumbs down at this point. But if you would like to thumbs down because we are awful people and you guys think that Matilda is not the darkest film ever and we're talking out of our butts, uh, leave a dislike as well. Um, Also, leave a comment so you can be thrown into that drawing for our giveaway, please leave a comment. What are your darkest favorite films? What are your favorite fall comedies? Let us know down in the comments below. And we are signing off. We've got Brian in this corner. Sticky with Mickey. We've got KT in this corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ileana, your host, signing <laughs> off. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. I will get you, Magnus. I will get you.